set my soul Gonna set my soul on fire Got a whole lot of money Welcome back to the HBO Boys. Last week we were in the dark, but now we have seen the light. I am Ryan, and with me today is pal of the podcast, Adam. Say hi, Adam. Hello, everyone. That was, you were intent, you really, you wanted to say hi. I wanted to say hi, so I was waiting to say hi. I appreciate that. All of these people just need to be greeted, you know? Yeah, and greet them you shall. Mm -hmm. Today, we, you and I, are talking about Army of the Dead, and James isn't here this week. He had to take the week off. Chad isn't here because he's a gosh dang ghost. Just ghosted. He actually ghosted us. He literally ghosted us. Which, usually, when you say ghosted, it it means that you've texted a person and they Mm. haven't answered back. Yes. On the contrary... He's just haunting us. <laughs> uh, he visited us in the night. In the night? And he scared me. He's a goddamn Casper up in this bitch. <laughs> and it, 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 and I don't like it. Anyway, I don't appreciate it. Get him a really chat. <laughs> so Chad's not here. But that's fine. Adam and I got this. We both watched the movie. We, we know what it. it's about. And mm. we're going to now describe it, recap it, and review it in detail. But... Before I get going, oh boy! Important to note, we do have a Patreon. Did you know that, Adam? I did. I did know that. Are you a patron? So, um, tell me about the Patreon. Nope, I will not. Your silence is deafening. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/HBOBoys. H-B-O-B-O-I-Z. For one or more dollar a month, you get a bunch of bonus content. At this point, we're doing like four to five hours of content a month for a dollar, which seems like a good deal to me personally it is a good deal i'm glad you think so this week as i previously mentioned we are going to be discussing army of the dead a 2021 american zombie heist film directed by Zack snyder hashtag snyder cut he got full creative control on this one so it is his entire vision it is from a screenplay that he co-wrote with a man named shay hatton and another man named joby harold I'm sure it's not Joby, Joby. but that's, yeah, Hobie Harold. Hobie Harold. <laughs> yeah, you really got to put the chutzpah into <laughs> Hobie Harold. Okay. Army of the Dead is a spiritual successor to Snyder's previous zombie outing, Dawn of the Dead, but it is not a direct sequel. So when they say spiritual successor, what mm. they mean is it has nothing to do with each other. <laughs> it shares a similar name. It replaced one word. <laughs> yeah, some of the words are the same. And that's it. (laughs) Shay Hatton, who wrote on this project, previously a 2016 graduate of Loyola Film School. And I only bring that up to point out how young he is and by proxy how much I hate him. He's he is he is successful. (laughs) And I hate I hate and I hate him for it. Just the amount of success that he has. Wait, how old is he? He graduated college in 2016. So Uh. I'm not going to do the math for you because I don't know math. Yeah, that's all right. It is. He's the scribe of John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Yeah, yeah, As yeah, well yeah. as part of the creative team for the upcoming Army of Thieves and Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, which I'll get to both of those eventually. They don't have similar names to Army of the Dead for no reason. Right. Seems to be connected. Yeah, there's a lot of connections here. Uh, Joby, Joby Harold, writer of King Arthur, Legends of the Sword, the Charlie Ooh. Hunnam Arthurian vehicle, as well as the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi film. Okay. Yeah, right? I like that. With starring Hayden Christensen. I'm indifferent about that. <laughs> Listen, I think, do I want to do this now? Yeah. Mm, Hayden okay. Christensen, <laughs> I believe, deserves a shot. Okay, I'll give it to you because those those old the the prequels were were just poorly written. They were. <laughs> I can't, can't bet, blame it on him. I don't blame it a hundred percent on him. And this is, I think, my more controversial take. Yeah, Jar Jar deserves another shot. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh god. I mean, I watch it. Like, let's be real. <laughs> buddy cop movie. Yeah. <laughs> a young Hayden Christensen oh before god. he killed all those children. Oof. And Yar Yar Binks. <laughs> yar yar. <laughs> anyway, b- back on topic. Yeah, Hobie Harold is also working on a untitled Transformer project, which I don't mm. really care about, but I did think to mention. 
And last but not least, depending on your feelings on the subject, that were constructed while slogging through four hours of the Snyder Cut is our titular film boy, director Zack Snyder. Snyder. Yes, that's racist what you did just now. Snyder. That's racist still. Say it again. Snyder. Still racist. Third time. <laughs> okay. As <all> right, racist. <laughs> Quickly, before I get to Mr. Snyder, <laughs> this movie. Racist. It is. It is. And I'm just, I'm like making fun of you for how racist you are. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, um, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie, it, it is cast very well. It, it is. It, it has many triumphs. It has many problems. But let me get this out of the way. Army of the Dead, the, what is this movie, is going to be a whole franchise. Yeah. As previously mentioned, Army of the Dead Lost Vegas is an upcoming animated Netflix spinoff, which will serve as a prequel to Zack Snyder's live-action feature film. It revolves around the early phases of the zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, which we did see at the beginning of the movie, which we'll talk about. There's basically a montage of how we got here today with a closed-off version of Vegas, and that will be expounded upon in this animated Netflix series. That series will center on Scott's origin, Scott played by Dave Bautista, with his comrades' rescue effort to save mankind. But mm. that will not mainly star him. It will actually star Joe Mangiello. Oh, I like him. Yes, he's very good. As Rose, along with the entire cast of the movie reprising their roles. So Joe Mangiello as Rose, star of the animated series, but not in the movie that's set after the animated series right i'm curious why they decided to do it as an animated series i mean it was clearly planned during this movie what i wanted you to say was that he was going to die he's definitely going to die he's going to die the animated series is written by shay hatton and helmed by jay oliva which is the name of a cigar brand that i like very much very nice Mm, smooth storyboard artist jay oliva he has done such films as dark knight deadpool thor ragnarok and now he's getting a chance to drive the ship on this animated show and uh more power to him yeah i mean clearly has a little bit of background so it's intriguing to say the least i'll probably watch it yeah i think i will not to give away too much too early i mean i liked this enough that i would watch the franchise it's kind of like the fast and the furious franchise for me they're not great but I still watch them and I enjoy them. Yeah, they're an event. Exactly. It, it very much takes me out of my normal day to day to watch something absolutely ridiculous. Right. And yeah. uh, finally, before I move on to the actual movie, Army of Thieves, mm. a- another part of the zombie Bible, as Zack Snyder calls it, is an upcoming <laughs> oh, American romantic comedy heist film with zombies. Slated to premiere 2021, <laughs> also on Netflix, directed by Matthias Schwinghoffer. Good. <laughs> with a screenplay also by Shea Hatton. He was the guy, he he played in this movie. Yep, he's Ludwig Dieter. He's the, he's yeah. the safe cracker. I liked that character a lot. More on that later. Yeah, for sure. He was one of the best parts of the movie. Yep, for sure. This is a prequel to Army of the Dead. It film stars Matthias who reprises his role as Dieter from the previous film mm-hmm. along with his supporting cast that includes Game of Thrones Natalie Emanuel whom you also have to assume is probably dead in the future mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this film is already finished they've already oh. filmed it and Matthias has confirmed that while the movie isn't categorically a zombie film the filmmaker teased that the undead may or may not appear and then that was immediately usurped by Snyder in a interview who's just telling everyone everything about everything he has ever done <laughs> where he confirmed <laughs> that there will in fact be zombies in the film great uh, so the guy was like maybe there will be and then Snyder was like there are just tell him <laughs> the, the 100% <laughs> and now Finally, we arrive at Army of the Dead. The project was in development for a hell of a long time yeah. before Netflix nabbed the rights. Uh, it was a 70 to $80 million budget. And and this next stuff, Adam, is the stuff mm. you like. So listen up, okay? I'm li- I am listening. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> Snyder served as his own cinematographer for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. His... First feature movie, by the way, using digital cameras. Really? Yeah. Oh. The company Red, you know Red. Yeah, I do. They designed a custom-made Red Monstro, its name is, camera Mm. for the movie, and it used lenses from the 1960s, Canon 50 millimeters. I don't know how to say this. F slash 0.95? F stop 
0.95. Yeah, whatever you said, dude. Yeah. Yep. Rangefinder lenses that he bought on eBay. That's nuts. It's kind of, he's kind of pulling a, a Quentin Tarantino when he did um, The Hateful Eight. He like sourced all these original 70 millimeter film cameras. Right. Except for the fact that these are digital. Right. But I mean, like he had to source all the lenses and everything. And they're all from the 50s and 60s. Some of those lenses didn't see light through them through a camera for 50 years, which is nuts. But he made it work in the in the film. Mm. And the filming with said lenses took place in 2019. The film underwent reshoots in August 2020. I just learned this today while yeah. researching. After several sexual misconduct allegations were made <laughs> against cast member Chris D'Elia, yeah. he was replaced by Tig Notaro, the helicopter driver. And they used green screens, acting partners, and CGI to put her in the movie. Almost nobody was next to her during any of her parts. Right. And this this is nuts to me because I was watching this movie and I I thought that she was a great cast for this. And I didn't know about the Chris Delia thing. And when I was watching it, I had, there was nothing that jumped out at me that was weird. But then no. I researched it like you did and found out that she was put into the whole. I was like, damn, they did a, they did a good job because I couldn't tell. Technology is in a crazy place, man. It's crazy. Because I had no idea. I had no idea. It was it was so well done. I mean, I, I heard I heard Netflix did pump a lot of money to make that happen, though. Yeah. Well, they'd rather have that happen than a sexual predator be in their movie. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Tig Notaro, if you don't know, is a stand-up comedian. And she has one of the most famous modern stand-up sets of all time. You can go listen to it on... And not famous, but like most... A lot of people have listened to it, but like most famous in the comedy world. Mm. She did a stand-up set that was recorded the day she got diagnosed with breast cancer and found out she would need a double mastectomy. Oh my gosh. And the set is incredible. If If you can go find it and listen to it, if anyone can go find it, I believe it was on Louis C.K.'s website being sold for $5, you know, prior to him being canceled as well. Mm. But it might still be up there. If you have the chance to go listen to that set by Tignataro, holy shit, it's unreal. You know what? I, the only thing that I've ever seen her in was that movie with Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne where they adopted uh, like brothers and sisters. And it was like their whole story about how they adopted these kids. And she played one of the social workers. But her character in that movie was funny oh she's awesome yeah i had no idea who she was and that was the only thing i saw her in until this movie i didn't know that she was as notable as she is she's really and, not uh, like if 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 i never told you to go watch this set i would, you would have never heard of it right it's, exactly and i saw it on a whim like i wasn't looking for it either but anyway. she but but i mean well enough that she's being promoted by other i mean i like stand-up comedians i feel like i would have you know heard about her but i didn't and but i was pleasantly surprised i really liked i mean it wasn't a huge role in this movie but she was great in it it was a great great uh recast for sure yeah she had her moments oh yeah and i think honestly like i is it taboo to say i did used to like chris delia until i found out he was a weird dude no but, i think that a lot of people feel that <laughs> i know it's true but like i think that she was probably a better cast than he was. Ooh. I don't I know think. if that's a spicy take or not, but I'm going to count it as one. I mean, it it could be one, but, you know. Probably not. <laughs> but the star of this movie, of course, mm-hmm. is Dave Batista, who yeah. was cast in early 2019. And he said no to the movie at first. He was searching for dramatic roles. Uh, but he wanted to work with Snyder and having read the screenplay, he changed his mind. Mm. He also mentioned that he had to choose this project over the Suicide Squad. Right. Where he would have gotten to work with his boy, James Gunn, again, who he works with on Guardians. And it was going to be a smaller role in Suicide Squad. And he also had at the same time this opportunity to do Army of the Dead, work with Zack, and build a relationship mm. with Netflix and have the lead role and get paid a lot more money. So he called James and was like, hey, man, I can't do it. <laughs> well, who was he going to be in in the Suicide Squad movie? I don't know. I wonder if he was going to be like, well, I mean, I'm just m- making this correlation because they're both wrestlers. But was it going to be the John Cena character? <laughs> it might <laughs> have been, actually. Is. <laughs> Which would be interesting because mm. now John Cena has that spinoff show. Oh, yes. 
Maybe it would be the voice of the shark or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who is that now? Um, Oh, my God. Rocky. It's Rocky. Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sylvester Stallone voiced the King Shark. He did? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I'm learning a new And, (laughs) like, that's the only thing I know. (laughs) Uh, James Gunn also had written Zack Snyder's previous zombie film, Dawn of the Dead, which Mm. he's still calling the spiritual successor, which is dumb. But he passed on writing this film due to focusing on the Suicide Squad as well. Zack Snyder had written this film, or at least the first treatment of it, 10 years ago. But he asked James Gunn to do rewrites on it, and he couldn't. Wow. I can't believe it's been... Honestly, I can't believe it's been in production as long as it has. I mean, what did they say? 2007 was when they announced it? Yeah. Which is nuts. Like... (laughs) I was in college. <laughs> Directly after the Snyder Cut comes out at the same time. Yeah. The boy has been busy. Yeah, for sure. So let's get into this bad boy. Let's see what happens. Mm. A United States military convoy is traveling from Area 51. It collides with a car on the highway outside Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. The convoy's cargo, which is a zombie, as it turns out, escapes and kills and infects several soldiers before heading into the city. There, the zombie, who will be known as Zeus, infects most of the city's population before the government decides to quarantine the city. And I'll say this opening was not bad. I was pleasantly no, I, surprised. I liked it a lot. It had a very zombie land feel to it, yep. but that also made it kind of lackluster for some parts of the rest of the movie because I thought it was going to be funnier based on the intro yeah the intro was better than the rest of the movie yeah i mean there was definitely redeeming qualities throughout the, the whole movie but the beginning was such was like literally chef's kiss well done <laughs> i interrupt this podcast about army of the dead from the future this is ryan but he's in the future i listened back as i was editing the podcast i don't know why i have a ghost voice and there are like three things i'll be dropping in during said podcast to just like say because i can't believe i didn't say it the first time honestly i apologize i i can't believe we didn't say number one right here uh how did i leave out that this all happened because of road dome the end of the earth road dome (sighs) i always knew it would end this way back to your regular schedule programming there was a musical cameo the song was done by richard cheese I love him. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think people know who Richard Cheese is probably. I love but. Richard Cheese. He's so good. Um, look him up. It was, was one of the only good decisions musically yeah. in this side of this movie, in my opinion. We get a montage of how Vegas came to be overrun, as well as basically like a whole movie within itself, where we see Dave Batista as Scott Ward and his crew getting the Secretary of State out of Vegas before they wall it all off. Probably something they will deal with in the animated series. Yeah. And as Zeus looks over Vegas, about to head in and turn everybody, you can see <laughs> there are two UFOs above Vegas. Really? Where, like, in, the, in the vicinity of where Area 51 is in the distance. Oh, and I didn't notice that. they put that. that in there for funsies. Oh, I didn't notice that. Interesting. Fast forward... Casino owner Bly Tanaka and his associate Martin approach former mercenary Scott Ward, play again by Dave Bautista, about a job to recover $200 million from his casino vault in Vegas before the military deploys a tactical nuclear strike on the city to wipe out the zombies once and for all. Mm. It is at Mm. this point that Ward is like, I'm done working in this stupid kitchen. I don't want to do this anymore. And I accept your job. And from now on, uh, at least for the next 10 minutes, I will be having a heist team gathering montage. 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 <laughs> In this montage, he gathers many of people. A lot of future red shirts. Yeah. Including teammate slash badass slash love interest Maria Cruz. Mm. And also a local badass as well, Vanderho, who is a saw-wielding badass. That's the kind of badass he is. Oh, my God. Along with... Best weapon. (laughs) Marianne Peters, played by Tignataro. German safecracker Ludwig Dieter, the future director. And a influencer who it makes no sense for him to be here at all, Mikey Guzman. Yep. That was uh, the first thing that I was like, this, no, (laughs) this doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was stupid. And he brings along his associate, Chambers, who is literally wearing a red bandana. She's an (laughs) actual red shirt. Adam, do you know what a red shirt is? Uh, Yes, it's referencing Star Trek. Yeah. 
People yeah. there just to die. Expendable. Actually expendable. Actually expendable. <laughs> Martin, played by one of my favorite character actors, Garrett Dillahunt. He's in a lot of shit. He's in Raising Hope. I um I know this guy, right, Garrett Dillahunt, but I remember him in movies, but I I couldn't tell you like what he did in them. <laughs> like, is that bad? No, he usually plays the bad guy, as he yeah, does. Yeah, in Burn Notice is where I met him first. Oh yeah. And he joins the team to give them access to the casino. Yep. And from the beginning, you're like, this is the bad guy. And uh, <laughs> we'll see how he's bad in the future. We then meet Scott Ward's estranged daughter, Kate, who works at a quarantine camp outside the city and also directs them towards Lily, a.k.a. the Coyote. Coyote. She is a smuggler familiar with the city, and she's going to bring them all in. She recruits Bert Cummings. Which is a great name. Yeah. And is a camp security guard who is an asshole. The biggest asshole. And uses his small amount of power to terrorize innocent people. So it's weird that she was going to bring him. Mm. This film did a very good job of making us hate him really fast. Yeah, it was Im- almost immediate. <laughs> it was almost immediate. And it's funny when in the movie, when she's just like, oh, we need one more person. And then looks at him immediately i'm like she's gonna she's gonna kill him he's dead he's absolutely dead (laughs) and i'm gonna look forward to his death yeah kate then learns that the coyote had escorted her friends including her friend gita into vegas to go get some money out of some slots which is something the coyote does pretty often for some people Mm. is they go in they got some money out of slots and they come back so that they can feed their families but kate is mad at the coyote for doing this because that's her friend how dare you and now kate insists on joining the team over batista's objections so now it's not only a heist movie but for dave batista's character it's for sure going to be a oh man i have to save my daughter movie from zombies yeah keep and protect this daughter is by the way also one who remembers very clearly that her father had to stab a zombie in the head that zombie being his wife her mother And then afterwards, being all sad and stuff, he disappeared off the face of the earth, ostensibly abandoning her. What a dick. He was sad. He was sad. (laughs) So they enter the city. They at first have an encounter with a zombie tiger named Valentine, who was apparently one of Siegfried and Roy's. Yeah, (laughs) I call that one from the trailer. I'm like, that's got to be a Siegfried and Roy tiger. I mean, how many white tigers there in Vegas? Not me. Like. I would assume. <laughs> right. And fun facts, a live tiger was decorated in makeup. Like they put makeup on a real tiger, was used for some shots with a trainer present, but for, for real? Some other shots. Yeah. That's but nuts. for other shots, they had to use a computer generated model. And the reference that they used for this tiger were tigers of Carol Baskins from the oh Netflix documentary God. series Tiger King. Dear Lord, why why would they give her any notoriety? <laughs> because she killed her husband, Adam, and she might kill them too. She absolutely fed him to the tigers. Absolutely. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Lily then very purposely and not surprisingly wounds Cummings and explains that a more intelligent group of zombies known as the Alphas will allow safe passage through the city in exchange for a sacrifice who is now, un- we, as we understand, Cummings. And I do like that there are different levels of zombie in this movie. Yeah, I think that was an interesting interesting take on it. It's not just all running, screaming. It's like well, a, they're, they're the zombie hierarchy. <laughs> there are different zombies in different movies and, and shows. Yeah. Like Walking Dead, they're kind of slow, menacing but slow. Right. Some other movies, they have them go like lightning quick, but they're still not very smart. Like Dawn of the Dead. Right. Wasn't it Dawn of the Dead where they were like running? They ran? Yeah, they were sprinters. Yeah. (laughs) Or like um, The Last of Us. They have like different types of them. The video game, The Last of Us. They have the bloaters, the huge ones. Maybe that's where Zack Snyder got his idea from. Yeah, maybe. But this is different though because there's intelligence here. There's like very much, like they said in the movie, it, it was like a kingdom to them. It wasn't just, you know, them being poor old souls that were <laughs> turned into zombies they like now run the joint yeah but they're not smart enough to know they're getting nuked <laughs> well i mean they don't probably don't watch the news like let's be real 
Yeah, that's their one downfall. No yeah. cable subscription. There's no cable in, in Vegas anymore. <laughs> as Cummings is on the ground and screaming, an alpha female known as the Queen takes him away to the Olympus Casino, where the alpha leader Zeus infects him. Zeus, by the way, is played by a guy named Richard mm. Cetrone, who is Ben Affleck's stunt guy. Really? So anytime it's just like Batman doing stuff in the suit and not talking, it's it's him. It's Zeus from Army of the Dead. He also has done stunts for all of the Marvel movies, all the way back to Iron Man. He's also done Solo, Westworld, The Mandalorian, Suicide Squad, Constantine, Daredevil, Fight Club, Blade, 300, a lot of stuff. So he's he's a working man. Yeah. He's he's jumped off a lot of buildings, most likely. (laughs) What a, what a way to live. Lily then leads the team to a building full of hibernating normal zombies, which this is like this part of the movie is basically a horror film. Yeah. Ward creates a path through the zombies with glow sticks that he brought because they were hoping to go to a club after this. Mm. And then when Chambers <laughs> accuses Martin of ulterior motives, which he has, by the way, 100%. She's not like uh, telling him he's not doing something he's do- he's actually he's definitely doing. <laughs> He diverts her off the path and she wakes the zombies and then is surrounded and bitten by them. And Guzman, her pal, shoots the gasoline canister on her back, exploding her and the zombies around her. Now, what's interesting about that description is it completely leaves out the fact that that fight scene was probably among the best in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. She, she, I genuinely was like, oh, she's getting out of this. She's, she busted through that glass when I thought she was done and then she kept going and she was stabbing and ducking and diving and dipping and dodging. And then, and then she just gets bitten is, is off to like, I'm like, you made her, she was so redeeming. And then she's just gone. It only takes like, one on. bite at him. I know, but she was like, it was like so sure that she was going to make it out. Like I definitely thought she was going to live at least a little longer. She had a red bandana on. I just knew it was over from the beginning. (laughs) So when she died first, I was not surprised. Yeah, fair. She ended up being a badass though. Like to be honest with you, like you said, I thought she was the first one to go. And, but like she was, she went out a badass. (laughs) Like That can, I think be said by anyone in this movie. Yeah. Fair too. Nobody went out. Like a bitch. Well, only one of them did, but he was the bad guy. So who cares? <laughs> I don't know. That's a kind of a, a, a an epic way to, to get off to freaking Tiger. <laughs> That's true. That's the way I would want to get off. <laughs> yeah, right. They then arrive at the casino. Everyone starts to do their respective heist-based jobs. P.S. And by the way, another fun fact, right next to the vault entrance is mm-hmm. what appears to be five boxes containing film reels on a metal shelf. And they all say Snyder Cut on them. What? Yeah. Oh just, like, my put god. That in there. I hate it. <laughs> Martin and Lily then stay outside under the pretense of keeping watch, but instead they lure the queen into the open so that Martin can behead her, letting the audience know that the actual plan is to make more zombies for the government with the queen's head, and the heist is a distraction that doesn't need to be happening. And they, right. And it doesn't make any sense that it's happening in the first place. <laughs> just for money you know but money that doesn't like the point is all these people are most likely going to die right yeah why money talks they they saw they saw green bags in their eyes you know 200 million or whatever well no 50 million 50 million I, i suppose the answer is hey we used people to get us in people who are experienced we have more of a chance of getting the zombie head right. with these people with guns around us. But like, it didn't need to be happening. I'm, I'm just curious why they didn't say, hey, we, I mean, I, but potentially it would be frowned upon for some people. But like, hey, we need to get a, a zombie head. Let's go get a zombie head. Like, well, uh, all right. <laughs> you perhaps, know, why not that be the goal? Listen, you could ask or they might ask. The same question that I had, which is, hey, is that a good idea? It's a bad idea. Making a zombie army? You think that's... Weaponizing zombies? You think you're going to be able to contain that? Have you not seen any movies? (laughs) Since, like, the movie you're in? Have you not seen this movie? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Zeus eventually discovers her body and returns her to the Olympus Casino, revealing that the queen was pregnant with a zombie fetus. I hate it. You hated that? I did. I, I, it was so unnecessary. I kind of liked it. 
It was weird. I liked that the zombies had a reason to do whatever they were doing. <laughs> so this just uh, solidifies the fact that zombies do bang. They bang real hard. <laughs> like and that's, Zeus, that's who nasty. is big mad because of it. Yeah. Yeah. He just lost his lady and his offspring. Baby. His first zombie offspring all time. <laughs> directs the alphas to the casino to kill our heist team. Not a, not a good turn. Not a good time. And this is all at the same time that a news report goes on the TV telling everyone that cable does exist in Vegas and the zombies just choose not to watch it, <laughs> revealing that the government has rushed the <laughs> nuclear strike, giving the team approximately one hour to get out of there before the nuke goes off, which is much less than before. Like 24 hours less than before. <laughs> and I'm not going to keep saying this, but I think it does have to be said. Every scene going forward, everyone has a very lackadaisical attitude. Mm. Like a nuclear weapon isn't about to go off. They have yep. no sense of urgency whatsoever, which is so weird, but okay. I mean, they're, they are mercenaries, so maybe, that, maybe they, they really don't care. <laughs> Like, uh, we might die anyway. Might as well go out. That's dumb. And I hope that's not the truth. I think that it's forgot. Dieter then opens the vault. Ward discovers Kate has left to go look for Gita. Something everybody knew was going to happen from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that sets off the, oh, no, where's my daughter storyline. And then as Ward and Cruz are about to go search for her, the moment after Cruz tells Ward that she basically loves him and would do anything for him, and that's the reason she came, Mm. she gets her head completely turned around the Ugh. way it's not supposed to be Ugh. by a alpha zombie. That scene. Her spine pops out of her fucking neck. <laughs> it was the one scene where I genuinely did not see that coming. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it was tough times. Oh man. I I that was the one moment where I was like, I felt bad for Dave Batista's character. You can't yeah. catch a break. The hits just keep on coming. Yeah, right. As they try to escape, Martin then traps the team in the basement as he now has exactly what he wants, which is the queen's head. But he then steps outside and discovers that Lily stole the queen's head. And before he can go back and get it, Valentine mauls him to death, which was solid. That zombie tiger threw him around like a goddamn rag doll and ate his face. And the prosthetics were very good, too. Like, the effects on this movie were were pretty good. Oh, they were great. And you you aren't a Game of Thrones thrones guy i'm not but there was a head in game of thrones i'm not going to spoil anything for anybody uh, that exploded yeah, that's awesome and i'll tell you this head explosion was equally as good if not better <laughs> when the when the tiger literally put the his entire head in its mouth and just chomped yeah is that what you're talking about yes <laughs> yeah. That is what I'm actively discussing. And that was uh, the scene that I was waiting to happen. And it finally came and I was very fulfilled. Vanderhoe, the saw-wielding badass, then attempts to fight Zeus, who gets down into the crypts, but is easily overpowered while Dieter then sacrifices himself to get Vanderhoe in the vault safely because they're best friends now. I guess. Yeah, right. And that's something I we guess. haven't covered very much. They have no. like a budding relationship the whole time, kind of a buddy buddy, have chemistry from the beginning kind of thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. back and forth. And Dieter saves him and sacrifices himself, which I didn't think guy. felt earned, but was. F- uh, I get the point of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I, I liked. Like the German guy's character a lot. I thought he was, I mean, he was like the quirky, silly. I mean, he did like a girl scream every five seconds, you know, like it was like more slapsticky. And, you know, the saw wielding badass. What's his name again? Vanderhoe. Vanderhoe. He was like, you know, this manly man, like, you know, I can't be bothered with you. Why are you here anyway? You, you can't fight, you know? But um, yeah. yeah, I think I think that is it Dieter, you said? I don't have yeah. the names in front of me. D- Dieter, his death was rushed. I was like, damn, that sucks that he is already gone. Like, I wanted more. As did I, Adam. But I'll tell you, the real inspiration that I took from this moment is the friendships that Dieter and Vanderhoe made along the way. Yeah. And I don't honestly know if I'm saying Vanderhoe's name right. I'm actually 100% sure I'm not. But I'm just going to keep moving on. He's safe in a vault now. He's fine. He's, yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, this reveals the ending a little little quick through your plot here, but did no one notice that he got bit, like, That's, during the movie? I, I, yes, no. I, mean, I noticed it immediately. Oh, really? Like, yes, when he got bit, I'm like, that guy got bit. 
And then now he's in a vault. Is he going to just, is he just now in the vault? Like, and that's it. He's done. Uh, Apparently not. I did not notice it. Actually. I noticed it. And I'm like, uh, okay. So when he's at the end, when he comes out, I'm like, he's still bit. (laughs) Like (laughs) this problem has not been solved. (laughs) It is at this point that Ward, Lily and Guzman make it to the lobby where zombies attack them and swarm Guzman. And some of the zombies here are robots. Question mark. I I heard that afterward, and I did remember seeing like the they referred to him as like the blue eyes, and I did notice it, but I didn't make much of it. So I need explanations. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to make much of it. I think it's yeah, dumb. Fair. Yeah, like I I get that the zombie came from Area 51. There's a supposed link to aliens for these right. zombies. But robots, question mark? Yeah, like, where did the robots c- come from? If if Vegas was overrun by three original zombies, did they create the robots? I mean, how many years in the future is this, too? Do we know that? I, I don't believe so. I, I don't I think don't it's think that so far either. in the future. Perhaps it's a zombie that bit a slot machine. Maybe. That could be it. Or an animatronic at a show or something. <laughs> yeah. And the Chuck E. Cheese... <laughs> Got bit by the zombie and is just like, I'm leaving the band and I'm That'd eating be people. Terrifying. <laughs> They'd be more terrifying than the t- than the tiger, actually. Oh, zombie by a million percent. Animatronic Chuck E. Cheese. Chucky squeeze your face with his oh, goddamn God. teeth. It's, it's zombie it's teeth. Animatronic arm. Anyway, Guzman, who shouldn't have been in here in the first place, detonates his grenades, <laughs> killing the zombies around him, destroying the money he was carrying, and destroying his own stupid body. Right. Zeus then confronts the living people on the roof, where Lily finally distracts him with the queen's head as Scott Ward and Peters escapes in the helicopter. Uh, she really sacrifices herself here. Yeah. Which, I guess, I don't know... It felt a little Black Widowy, but less earned. Yeah. yeah. She was just like, no, let me, I have read on my ledger. Let me <sighs> do something for the greater good. Oh my God, give me a break. That's how I felt about this. Episode. Yeah. But nevertheless, still a cool death. Like, yes, she gets impaled. And the whole, you know, holding it, holding the head over the edge of the building and that just seeing it drop and explode. This Zeus zombie, because they clearly have feelings, mm-hmm. is heartbroken a little bit, but also a rage monster. Yes, he is both of those things. She holds it over the roof, drops it onto the ground, at which point it becomes goop by Gwyneth. And <laughs> goop. <laughs> and uh, Zeus gets all up in the impaled Lily's face and is like, I'm going to bite you. Uh, get bit, idiot. And, but we don't get to see that part. Oh, yeah. Scott and Peters then take the helicopter over to the other casino to get Kate, where she is obviously trying to save her friend Gita, who she does save and kills zombie Cummings along the way, which I felt positive about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Although, like, I felt positive that he is no longer living (laughs) or undead. Sure. But... It was a little lackluster again. It was. It wasn't as satisfying as I wanted it to be. Right, because he was such an asshole <laughs> that I wanted it to be terrible. And he just kind of gets shot in the head. Yeah, exactly. Whoa! It's Ryan from the future back again. I, I just thought of this. You know, the way Cummings could have died not getting shot in the head, put a large object through his face. Like a wrench. Like make a wrench... Uh, that's not sharp still put it through his face like a big special effect way for him to die like his his head gets chopped off and falls into a wood chipper something something just at all interesting not oh he's shot he's dead this is gonna come up again very soon back to your regularly scheduled programming and that leads us to this next moment it's also kind of a little underwhelming, which I'm going to talk to you about right now. Zeus corners them all, but Ward hits his ass with a grenade launcher, and they all reach the roof, except for Zeus, and they don't see the helicopter there. They're like, oh, fuck. Peter's left. But then Peter's appears and comes up over the building and is like, I'm not going to leave you guys. And <laughs> they get on the helicopter very slowly, like there isn't a nuke coming, and then Zeus yeah, comes right. to the roof 
and all four of them, including Zeus, jump onto the helicopter. But it's funny that the zombie on the roof was more terrifying than the incoming nuclear bomb for them. <laughs> like, they rushed faster when the zombie was there than, than anyway, when they should have just been rushing anyway. Before they get disintegrated. I right. suppose it's a... Threat that's right in front of them rather than coming in the sky and they don't know yeah, where it is. Yeah, fair. Yet. Fair, uh, fair. Still, I think it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so Zeus is fighting to Batista on the helicopter as they are trying to get out of the city. Zeus takes a chunk out of him, but David gets the second to last laugh by shooting Zeus in the dome very quickly after Cummings dies the same way. Yeah. Again, a little lackluster considering, yeah, considering how almighty and powerful Zeus is supposed to be. He was wearing a helmet the whole time, too. Right. Because he knew, see, they're smart. He knew that the only way he could die is getting shot in the head. Yeah, but not smart enough, apparently, to not get on the helicopter when he's verklempt and he gets shot. (laughs) I'm back. You have propellers of a helicopter. Murder Zeus with said propellers. What are we doing here? Thank you. This has been Ryan for the future. But he does get the last laugh because he did bite Batista. And as this is all happening, the nuke destroys Vegas. The shockwave causes the helicopter to crash, killing Peters and Gita. So what the fuck was that all for? Right. Sucks that his daughter wouldn't tried to get them at all. And plus, Tignataro is dead now. That also sucks. Yeah. Everybody dies in this movie. Except for the daughter. Literally everyone but her. And Vandero. Yeah. Yes, that's true. We're about to get there. Kate survives, obviously, finds Ward, and he gives Kate money to start her new life. And then he turns into a zombie, at which point she has to kill him Mm. as a reminder that the kind of same thing happened with her mother as well. So she is now alone as rescue helicopters arrive. We then fast forward a bit to Vanderhoe exiting the vault with the remaining money. He drives to Utah, rents a private plane, takes him to Mexico City. But on the flight, he discovers that he has been bitten, as apparently Adam knew and yeah so there can be more movies now as the zombie outbreak has gotten out and the bite was by zeus correct uh yes i believe so so he's going to be an alpha yeah it was it was in the the vault hallway and it's interesting that well it's not interesting i think another one of my favorite parts of this movie was just the idea that vandero knew he was bit and he's just like i need a private jet i want one with a bunch of food on it and he's like splurging because he knows that's not what i actually got from it actually no no i thought that he was i think i thought he didn't know he was bit really yeah you know what i almost want to go back and i will i'll I'll, i'm gonna go back and just re-watch that scene in the in the hallway because I very I remember him getting bit and I think I remember him like screaming when he got bit but he I mean who knows who knows well you go back and then you tweet at us at the HBO boys podcast and you let us know if he knows fair so as a summary uh six out of ten I hated it six out of ten I hated it (laughs) that's an inside joke join the patreon you would know that joke one more dollar a month (laughs) Uh, it currently has a 69% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Nice. What are the top three reviews? Can we do that? On Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, the audience score. I mean, it's always one of those things. If the if the tomato meter is low, the audience score is typically higher. If the tomato meter score is really high, the audience score is typically lower. The only exceptions are like Titanic. And like the Dark Knight. (laughs) The critics consensus is an ambitious over the top zombie heist movie. Army of the Dead brings Zack Snyder back to his genre roots with a suitably gory splash. I mean, it it was it was it was very satisfying, except for the parts that weren't very satisfying. Right. Exactly. It it leveled itself out. Six out of ten. (laughs) Yeah. The audience says there's plenty of build up before the all out action arrives. But Zack Snyder second zombie movie gives you characters you can root for in a solid cast led by a terrific Dave Bautista. I agree. And the first non fresh rating 
Mm. criticism of the movie is not great, not terrible, which is a Chernobyl line. Uh, but, it yes. could, but it could really have been just 90 minutes and done the same thing. A lot right. of people have said that it was a little too long and Netflix gave Zack Snyder full reign. And so he Snyder cutted it and just made it as long as he wanted it to make it. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't four by three, though. Oh, Christ. Thank God. Now, speaking of the way it looked, that was one of my biggest accolades for this movie. It was beautiful. The cinematography. The color grading, the depth of field was beautiful. (laughs) Like it was for a zombie movie (laughs) where a bunch of people died. It looked damn good doing it. It was so well shot. I mean, I got to give I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan, but his cinematography was so good. I agree with you. I did not like the opening credits. I liked the opening scene. Yeah, uh, a lot of the v- music choices I wasn't a huge fan of. But I agree it, there too. But it was beautiful. I agree. It, w- it looked so good. Some of those shots. Oh my god! There's one shot with Dave Batista and his love interest there sitting on the hood of a car drinking a beer, and it was backlit, and it was just oh, it was so good, and the depth of field was so tasty. I just I wish more movies were filmed that way because it really it's just so different. And then I think they even said it like gives it like almost as um, the the cameras and lenses he used intentionally gave it like a dream like quality, like a really soft look for everything that wasn't in focus. It was so, so sharp when it was in focus, but then everything else just bokeh so beautifully. Oh my God. It was so well done. I'm some people were putting down the unfocused stuff. Really? Yeah. Like they were saying like, it's, it's kitschy, like his slow-mo. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think some, some parts were like, there was a couple that were really close up that were slow-mo and like, it, it was really, really extreme depth of field. And that was a little distracting, but I mean, overall, man, it was so well done. I would love to see, another movie similar to this done in that same style just because i like that uh mix post-apocalyptic or end of the world type thing really gritty but like shot really well like i'll say one more thing for the cameras yeah a red camera package was intentionally blown up during the car crash in the opening sequence in order to film the scene from the perspective of one of the cars the memory card was found in the grass intact with the footage Zack Snyder needed, the remains of the camera are now on display in Red Studios. Holy Christ. I didn't know that. That's an expensive explosion. <laughs> yeah. Also, Zack Snyder cut a crude visual gag from the film that showed a male stripper with a huge dong that had a bite <laughs> taken out of it because he thought it went a little too far. So he has the option to have zombies hang dong in a movie oh that he God. he put everything in the kitchen sink in. He made it long <laughs> as fuck, but that's the thing he took out? Coward. Zombie dick. <laughs> a giant oh zombie God. dong. I had no idea. That's hilarious. Oh, um, there was another thing about the filming that I noticed, but I only noticed it, I think, because I did read about it before I watched the movie. So apparently one of the cameras that he used that was digital, well, the digital, obviously they're all digital. So the one of the cameras that he used, the sensor had dead pixels on it. Did you hear about this? No. So if you will rewatch the movie and you watch it, it's more noticeable if you watch it in 4K HDR or Dolby Vision, I think Netflix is putting it as, than it is in 1080p. You literally can see white pixels on the really dark screens. And, and I swear, I swore that it, my screen had a dead pixel on it. And I saw that it was all over the internet and they were calling it army of the dead pixel because <laughs> it was throughout the entire movie from the first scene in the convoy all the way to the very end. It was periodic. It wasn't with every camera, but the one that he used to do specific shots had dead pixels in like three really specific places that were consistent. So as the camera panned and moved, the, the pixels stayed in the exact same spot. Oh so it was God. like, yeah, it was like your screen had a dead pixel on it. It was some people, it was hilarious because they were infuriated with this. Me, it was whatever. I mean, it wasn't that distracting to me, but some people were like no. really distracted by I'll it. I'll tell you, I didn't notice that at all. But you know what I yeah. did notice? The 4-3 aspect ratio bullshit for the Snyder Cut. So like, 
have as many dead pixels as you want as long as it's widescreen i don't care i know that yeah yeah the four three was awful 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 but if if you if you want to see it just to to see it the scene where um the german guy is putting his head up to the safe and he's turning the locks that scene has the three pixels on it i remember that scene all right well so it's just it's just funny that that passed quality control (laughs) like well i mean if he did it purposely I don't know why you would have dead pixels on a screen purpose. I mean, it's, it would be easy enough to remove in post, I would assume. Yeah. But hey, whatever. Not my well, movie. Listen, we're reaching the end of the movie. And before we go, I yeah. think I need to give at least one moment to Dave Bautista's future as mm. it has become more interesting recently. He is now 52 years old and he's tired of working out constantly and eating chicken six times a day. So right. Guardians 3 recently announced will be his last because he doesn't want to do his shirt off thing anymore so sad plus he will be in dune this year also oh, yeah. he'll be in knives out too he'll also be in a movie called universe's most wanted which is set in a small town his residents find themselves under attack after a spaceship carrying the universe's most wanted and dangerous criminals crash lands in their backyard it's a very dramatic role and in the lost lands a sorceress travels to the lost lands in search for a magical power that allows a person to transform into a werewolf so Dave, Jesus. you know, he was recently talking about wanting to do serious dramatic roles. And those two seem like remnants of his old slash current career. And yeah. then the 50-year-old Dave Batista wants to get into, uh, uh, he wants an Academy Award. So he's going to try to get into it. I mean, I've always liked him as a wrestler. I always thought he was fairly charismatic and he was he's a brick shit house. <laughs> but like he showed that he has acting chops like like the it was like the rock when the rock first started acting i was like he's awful like be in the ring and then he ended up getting much better dave batista in this in the really like um in this movie the really like tender scenes with his daughter where he was like emotional like he can do it you know i was actually pleasantly surprised by it well he's had good training i mean drax as much of a comedy or a comedic foil as he is he does have a lot of scenes where you know he's talking about his dead family right (laughs) right so he's had some experience and he's ready to use that experience to uh do what he loves which is acting Mm -hmm. and more power to him yeah i'm happy about it I'm, i'm i'm very very okay with it uh so as a the summary of this or culmination is would you watch it again no i don't think so like fully? No. You wouldn't watch it again. No, like you were saying about the dead pixel thing. I was like, well, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I'm good. I definitely want to see that scene again. I'm going to skip right to the end because I am curious. But Right. Yeah, when it's, it's, it's on YouTube, I'll maybe watch that scene. Yeah, I mean, this will be one of those things. Like, I know my dad really wants to watch it because he likes Dave Batista too. And he's like into like uh, action movies. So if he wants to watch it and I happen to be there, I'll watch it again. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. No. For sure. Well, Zach, keep making shit, I suppose. Just don't have it be Justice League 2 or 3. I don't care about this. Yeah, please. Yeah, bad. Bad, bad. Anyway, thank you again. Remember, patreon.com slash HBO boys. Also, we'll probably be back next week. James and I talking about Barry season 2, episode 1, getting into the second season before Loki premieres. Oh, yes. And we'll be talking about Loki. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And so, yeah, thank you for hanging around an army of the deading with us. Uh, and yeah. thank you, Adam, for filling in for Chad and Absolutely. James. Uh, you yes. were, you were Chad and James combined today. I'll take it. As will I. <laughs> As will I. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. Bye.